The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. They got Mike Trout. They got two of the best players in the game. Not so. This is baseball. It doesn't work that way. You're looking at them and not looking at the Cubs. What if I'm looking at the players? You're like, how could you? They're not not the Cubs. I'll bet my life. (laughs) No, don't do that. Better yet, better yet, Sylvie, Sylvie. Did I say this in a text today? I said to somebody, if the Cubs sign Otani, I'll buy you a. Really, really? Yeah. In Arlington. Ah. In Arlington Heights, well, but, the stadium, but the stadium may not be there. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. It's not a bad All I do is sit there. I was on vacation. They're not going to spend four hundred million dollars on a tiny house in Arlington Heights. I don't care where the house is. It's a house. But you have to live there. You can't flip it. You can't turn it. Not well. You got to live there. Our house in the middle of our street. I think we found out who the winner is today wow. of the news that uh, Shohei Otani and the Cubs are not going to be destined for a, a baseball marriage. It would be Mike Wilbon, who doesn't have to buy Sylvia House. And Michael is brought to you by our good friends at HawkAuto.com. Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW. All in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. Woo-hoo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Ah, Michael, you don't get to rub it in uh, to Sylvie's Sylvie face. Sylvie couldn't even bear to come to work today. No, Peggy <laughs> is in for he Sylvie. He had Peggy in to do his do his. Crying, Peggy's not going to cry for him. No, no. Philby couldn't even do his own thing today. What? I mean, how weak is that? Well, what do you make of the news? I mean, is this the biggest I told you so that you could deliver? No, because it was there was never any suspense. I mean, you know, there was never any suspense. They were never going to sign him. They were never going to pay five hundred million dollars or more for Otani. Didn't I say that like four yes, weeks in a row to you guys? Yes, you did. Emphatically, so no, there was no suspense. The only suspense was as they were not eliminated over recent days, and then you started hearing about the Blue Jays and other teams. They were never going to do that. Never. So do you think the Cubs just wanted the fan base to, to believe? Uh, like Tyler Aki here, our producer, is in he's, tears. He has, he has tears, yeah. He's if upset. He what? Yes. How long has he lived in Chicago? How long have you been All here, Tyler? 21 All 21 of his years? years. Yeah. 26. All, 26? Okay, yeah, well... Multiply that times two and a half, and you can get my years and my cynicism. They were never going to hire him. It's okay. Do you they think it's a good decision, work. Mike? I don't know. I, I, I told you guys I wouldn't pay $500 million for him. I told you that. Yes, you did. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad decision. It was just it was a lot of drama created over nothing, which we're not – that's not usually a Chicago thing. I mean, we usually know – we have, we have reasonable expectations of our teams. We don't expect to have great offense out of the monster in the midway. We know what we're getting. We're getting a great linebacker. We're getting a great running back, usually. It was a great running game. 
We're not getting a great passing game. We, we know what to expect of our teams. The Cubs were never getting Otani. Never. Mike, that's an interesting way to describe it because I would say, shouldn't we have higher expectations for our sports franchises? Shouldn't we hold the Bears accountable, whether it's the offensive coaches or the quarterback or the offensive line, have higher expectations for them, and then in turn have higher expectations for the Chicago Cubs, the team in the third largest market that should be able to compete financially with anybody else in Major League Baseball? Shouldn't we set the bar higher? Tommy, there should and there is. is. Okay. Well, I'm going to start and, setting the bar really high, and if you don't reach that bar, I'm going to be mad at all of you. Yeah, I, the bar is not the bar is not set high, and that that was brought on by decades and decades of losing for every team. Mm. I mean, each of 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 the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Blackhawks, each one of those franchises was had the biggest drought in its sport at some point, right? I mean. You know, I mean, the white—the only thing that kept the White Sox from having the biggest drought was the Cubs, and the Blackhawks had an incredibly long drought. Maybe it wasn't as long as the Rangers' drought, but it probably was actually. And so, you know, no, the bar—you can do—you can play the should game if you want, but it, no, that's not the way it has worked historically for a, for a, a city that has as passionate a fan base overall for multiple sports as any. It's right there with Philly and Boston and New York and Los Angeles and Detroit. It's right there. And um, no, it's not. That's not Philly, the but works. Mike, Philly fan, the, or the Eagles fans were booing the Eagles we're after the first quarter. Look, I don't want to have all the it, mannerisms of the Eagles fans, but right, like their expectation level. But their expectation level is higher. Okay. They're, they got a whole lot of levels of a lot of stuff that's higher. I don't want to be them. We're not Philly. We don't need to be Philly. If it was Philly, I'd leave. I'd, I'd maintain a home base somewhere else. So we don't need to be Philly. We're not going to be Philly. We're not. We're not wired like that. We're not. It's not the same place. The shores of Lake Michigan and the stretch of I ninety five. The it, you know, it's not the same. Trust, I've lived in both. So I'm something of an expert on this. So we're going to be classier, but we're going to have fewer championships. Right. Our bar is low. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, do we have fewer? Because I don't think. Well, we recently. Don't I mean, we? Okay. Re- I, I, no. Sure feels so like it's been a while. Back? It has been. No, it hasn't because the Blackhawks just won three in the previous decade. So it isn't fewer. The Blackhawks and the Bulls won nine since 1991. 1991's a long time ago. I'm not, I mean, it's 30 years ago. How many, so tell me how many Phillies won the last 30 years. Well, Do I mean, Philadelphia, down. like, a, um, I don't know. Like, now the I'm Sixers on the spot. The Sixers won one. The, the Sixers got to go back to 83. So the Sixers haven't won one. Okay. The, Flyers, uh, the Eagles the won a Super Bowl won. with, uh, didn't they, with one. Nick Foles? In 17 or whatever. The, the Phillies, Super, how many the have they won have this Phillies? won one. Okay. So we got so we so we're nine to two on. How about the Flyers? How many of the Flyers won? One. Okay, so maybe Boston's a better example than Philly. Yeah, and Boston has got what three out of the Red Sox and one out of the um, four hundred from and, the Patriots and seven from the Patriots. <laughs> I, you know, okay, but you know, I don't. Again, I, let's let's deal with reality. That's all I was dealing with. I. I when I say I'm going to buy, when I'm, I'm going to buy Sylvia a house, 
I'm dealing in reality, not where the bar should be, where the bar is going to be. Again, and so we're not, you know, we, we were never getting Otani. And that, to me, it was just a phony storyline. We weren't, it wasn't happening. Wow. Wow. Peggy, Peggy, I, you are a Chicagoan. I know. I'm telling you. I never saw it. I didn't think it would happen. I, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't okay, think it would happen go. either, Peck, but I didn't go. think it I'm was going to be because of the Chicago. Cubs' offer. I thought it was going to be because Otani would choose somewhere else that was more comfortable to him. Well, I think that everyone just jumped on it, like, automatically, almost out of, you know, wish that the Cubs yes, were. That's exactly what it was, Peggy. And they just kind of jumped exactly into it. That's exactly what it was. But the Tony, I will say this, and I did this to Tony today on our on our show. If Otani came to Chicago, he would, and I, by the way, I'm not, I don't know that this makes people comfortable in all cases. He would be a bigger star in Chicago 10 times over than he ever would be in L.A. Where you're sharing a spotlight with actors and yeah, right. play, and, and, and you got nine, what, you have nine teams, you have nine pro teams in Southern California. You've got so many things to share it with in Southern California that you don't in Chicago. He, the, the, the level of stardom, and he may not know this because he hasn't spent enough time there to even understand it. People who have come and gone and been to other places, Joe Madden would understand this. Lou Pinella would understand it. Dusty Baker would understand it. You know, um, you know, there's no current basketball player that would understand it. Phil Jackson would understand it. There's no current basketball player with any clue, any idea of how big the stardom is in Chicago versus other places if you're a star there. You know, Richard Dent understands. If you had Dent on, he'd understand. You know, that you understand the time you've been there for not long enough. Yeah, this is now. why, Mike, this is why I thought that the reason why the Cubs wouldn't land him would be more about him and his comfort level and less about right. the Cubs. And, and, and by the way, even if the Cubs had offered five hundred million and it was a comparable offer, you know I, he still may have chosen somewhere else. I was just right. surprised to hear that financially, that the Cubs didn't have an appetite to be in the same arena as some of the others. That did. Yeah, surprise. I'm not gonna look, lie. Look, I know I know they're different franchise. Okay, I mean, I different franchise owners, but it's the same franchise. When I was in my teens, I'm gonna, I wish I could go back to exactly old, but. The Cubs had a two-time National League batting champion, a fellow named Bill Madlock. Yep. And they were trying to find a third baseman to succeed Ron Santo, Hall of Famer, and idol, certainly of mine, Ron Santo. And the Cubs, you know, that just wasn't going to happen. It's like finding a first baseman to succeed Ernie Banks. It, just, it wasn't going to happen. But yet, they got Bill Madlock, who won, let me say it again, back-to-back batting titles. And rather than pay him some moderate amount, probably a six on the one to ten scale, they got rid of him for Bobby Mercer. Okay? There's a reason. There are tangible reasons the Cubs were, I can't even say it, uh, for a hundred and what, eight years. Because they were a small time. They're my, they're my team. But I know what they are. They're, they're small time when it comes to seeing themselves on the same stage as the Yankees and the Red Sox and Dodgers. Theo Epstein wasn't small time. He wasn't. That's why the Cubs won. Don't ever make a mistake in understanding why the Cubs won. The Cubs won because of Theo Epstein, Mm. period. Okay? Not the owners. I like the Ricketts a lot. 
Don't ever make the mistake of thinking that the Theo Epstein is why the Cubs won. Because Theo Epstein did raise the bar to where we think it should be, not where it is. What are they saving their money for? Who I mean, like are is your is your expectation? Tom, you're you're not see this you're not a Chicagoan. You're never gonna you're never gonna get this. Peggy and I get this. We get this. It's not about saving money. They're just not gonna give it to you. I want it. I know the Bears didn't give it to me. The Bears didn't give me the money. I know that. I wasn't deserving of a big bag of money. But three of us, of the three of us, you're the only one that has actual experience with this. But but this is where, like Mike, I am so tired of this Bears team being inept. I loved the '85, you know, championship. I was in Boston at the time and didn't really know much about the Bears. I knew more about the Patriots at the time than I did the Bears. So I didn't have a connection to that group. But I'm like so. Not okay with just accepting that we're going to be a good defense and our offense is going to suck. No, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Not, no, no, I think there'll be. I think this Bears. I think this group, and it doesn't mean that George knows exactly how to do it, which is why he went out and got Kevin. I think the Bears are trying to get beyond it, and you can only, you know, spending is not uh, prohibitive of winning in pro football like it is in the NBA and Major League Baseball. It's not not the same dynamic. No, I think the Bears are trying the damn best they can. And they're trying. They want to get it right. They may not get it right. I don't think it's been. I I don't think the Bears' situation is because of money. I'll you know I'll argue with whoever wants to argue with it. The McCaskies have spent money. They've made bad decisions. That's my point. That's my point. The Bears' situation is not. But the Cubs and the um, the Cubs and the Bulls. I don't even know about the Bulls because you've got you've got quasi limits in pro basketball. And again, as you know, I've said a million times over the last few years, I think the Bulls built the right team twice. And injuries got the best of them. Certainly, the first time with Derrick Rose, they built the right team twice, and LeBron got the better of them the second time. And I, I'm not going to sit here and trash an ownership group because they lost to LeBron James, who, who, who may be right. one of the three best players in the history of, of pro basketball. So, so. The, the Cubs, though, the Cubs have time and time again under various ownership groups failed to even imagine themselves as doing all they can to win. Um, Theo Epstein did all he could to win. Yeah. Um, are you convinced that, uh, like, I, Peggy and I have had this conversation, we've all had it here at the station, that Kevin Warren has been in an observation mode for good reason. He, you know, he didn't take yeah. the job until April. Yeah. Has been kind of, you know, in the background a little bit. But when this season is over, do you believe he has an appetite for significant change, and that you will see him voice his opinion and make a statement that not not just necessarily like a verbal statement, but his actions will make a statement that it be unlike stuff that we're used to seeing from the Bears front office. I know, because I don't think Kevin's a public person like that. I mean, the, the president, there is a general manager. And yes. if the general managers, I, I, I'm, you know, I covered football at a time where presidents, you didn't know who the president of the team was. You knew who the general manager was. You knew the general man. I'm not talking about the Dan Snyder Washington football team. I'm talking about the Bobby Beathard one. Yeah. He was the architect, not the president. I don't know who the president was. I really don't. I lived here and covered the team. The general manager of great teams over a period of time 
was the person who made statements and made act and, and took actions. And so Kevin, I, I believe, will do that. Yes, I believe he has the appetite. Does he need to make public pronouncements? No, he doesn't. Well, I just mean kind of like, you know, he will be, like you will you will experience Kevin Warren as in charge and making big decisions. No, that's general manager. Isn't that the general manager's job? What's he there for? He's the football guy. No, that's the general manager's job where I come from. All right. I go back to what. Uh, the article when Kevin Warren was hired, and there was a, a, a couple of quotes from his wife, and she said that people uh, find it can be very difficult to work for Kevin Warren because he is that heavy-handed, high mm-hmm. expectations, demanding. demanding, and doesn't waste any time. And, and she you can said, be all those things and not be public with anything. Exactly. Exactly. And, I, and that's what I believe, Peggy. That's why I said, do I believe he has an appetite for it? Hell yeah. Kevin can mix it up now. Yep. But it doesn't mean he has to be out front in some phony no, no, yeah. way. I, maybe I misrepresented how I felt about it. I just meant like, you know, Ted was behind the scenes. And really, I trust that Kevin Warren has a better football presence and yes. has a better feel for yes. the job than the previous owner of the yeah. of that it office. A, it, was a, it was a money guy. Yes, yeah, me too, Tommy. And so, but I don't. I think that he would be basically doing a disservice to his general manager, whoever that continues to be. But he didn't hire Ryan Poles. So, okay, then that's so, why I said whoever it continues to be. Yeah, yeah. whoever is the, whoever is in that seat, that person needs to at least have the appearance outwardly of running the team. Yep. The day-to-day sport operation. I just want to hear, I, and, and, and not even verbally, I want to know that Kevin Warren is putting his foot in the ground and planting his flag and that, you know, at the end of the day, he is the final, you know, that's the final yeah. office you go to well, he's for gonna football He's going to make people decisions. accountable. He's going to yeah. make managers, yeah. make the people below them be accountable. And when the manager is no longer accountable, that's when he will step then in and make those go. moves. Yeah. Right. But, but, but I will tell you this. To me, when it comes to what they're going to do with Justin Fields, what they're going to do with the two picks. And the coach. What the hell, what, and the coach. What do you have a general manager for? Mm. That's his job. And yes, that's what but, I want to know. And, and if he's not capable of getting that job done to a level of satisfaction, is going to approach winning, get his butt out. I want to know that, like, maybe it's just me being, you agree. I want to know how Kevin feels about all of those things you just mentioned. Not just trusting the general manager that he didn't hire. And I think Ryan Poles has done a nice job, by and large, with a lot of stuff. But I want to know, like, inside his football gut, what does Kevin Warren feel about the quarterback yeah, situation? I don't know that you'll know that publicly. I don't know that that will be, you know, I don't know that that's where we're going. I mean, look, look at all the things that happened, big things, on, the, on, on his watch in the Big Ten during the last few years. Yeah. Including this land, the, 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 the um, groundwork for um, the success of the latest television contract. That's, that was kept. He's not. He's not out there beating his chest, telling you that. No, I know. I mean, you, Again, so I don't need it style. to be. I don't need it to be like a public presentation. I just, if yeah. he wants change, I want it to come from him. And it, and if he wants to 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 do something, don't want him to have to. 
I guess the owner, you always have to talk to the owner, but I want yes, him to do. be more in charge <laughs> than what we've seen from somebody yeah, I there. I think I believe that is the case. Okay, yeah. good. But I don't believe he's going to let you know that. Okay. He's going to let, like, it, 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 wherever those quotes were, that resonates with me, Peggy, um, that that's how he'll do it. Yeah. That he, he's going to be demanding and tough to work for. That's the job. That's yep. the job. Not yep. the, you know, we, we're so big on presentation and optics these days. I don't care about that at all. I care about getting the draft picks right um, and getting the coach right. And I don't, I don't need to know who um, made whom uncomfortable. I really don't. Which only makes it more interesting when uh, the next coach wants to also be the general manager and main player personnel. Well, the next coach, and that would just be no. Yeah. No, no coach is any good at that. Uh, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, I think you know, it... no coach is any good at that. Look, um, there was Mike one, one guy that did that well, I think. Well, in recent... He didn't really do it. I, I was going to say Jimmy Johnson. Really... No, I was going to say Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was closer. Yeah. But you know what's interesting, though, Tommy, and I was covering the league then, and I talked to Jimmy about a lot of this stuff. Greg Popovich to a degree. Although Pop would quickly tell you that, he's like, I didn't go out and scout the when we went to Europe and sent nine people and figured out we we're going to take Tony Parker and manage Genovi. I, I didn't do that. And Pop would quickly tell you that. So what that also means is often people had titles that didn't necessarily convey responsibility. Um, it, it, it conveyed accountability, but not necessarily responsibility for the day-to-day. And so I, don't, I would never – there's nobody I'm hiring as coach in GM. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Not happening. Yeah. And so, and by the way, I don't even know who the Bears would be considering, but there's – there's nobody alive who is coaching that I would give coach the job, coach and GM to no one. I agree. I wouldn't do that either. And listen, my mistake. former quarterback. To do that. I yeah, listen. I I think Jim Harbaugh will fit nicely in an NFL franchise's head coaching spot right now. But we had this conversation yep. last week, and Jim can have say in in certain things. But the job yep. is too consuming. Both jobs are yes. too consuming for one person to hold yes. both titles. And they should work across purposes. Yeah. The the and I I had you know again I'm going to go back to something that. You know, I have experience with Joe Gibbs and Bob, Bobby Beathard, both in the Hall of Fame as coach and GM, respectively. And their jobs were across purposes. Yeah. The, Bobby Beathard had the overall well-being of the Washington football franchise in his charge as the general manager. And Joe Gibbs had to win tonight. Those things were not necessarily in sync. And they shouldn't be. And so the same thing goes for anybody who was running the Bears. The general manager's job and the head coach's job are not one and the same. And they ought to knock head. Right. In order to get that done the best way possible for both short-term and long-term health, those positions should be separate. All right, Mike, before we let you go, real quick, as a Bears fan, a diehard Bears fan, does the play of Jordan Love make you a little bit concerned? No, I, th- I thought Jordan Love would be good because the Packers get this right, and I thought it would be good. I'm 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 wanting us to get it right. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Going a tantrum after six or eight games, I or and Jordan Love's in his fourth year. It it means getting the right coach for one, and offensively, I don't believe we have that. So, I want to see a talented kid come out of college and be drafted high. Oh, we got that. And be coached. 
at the level that Jordan Love is coached or beyond. I want to see that. And I ain't convinced we've got that. And if, if we're not going to have that, a difference in that, then why am I going to take Caleb Williams? And what, in- inadequately coach him too? Or Bo Nix? Or the kid down in Jaden, whatever his name is, down at LSU? You, 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 football, pro football is a sport, the professional sport most dependent on coaching. God knows I love the likes of Joe Madden and Phil Jackson and all the people who have, you know, won championships in their respective sports. And, you know, um, I, 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 they're, they're tremendous in, in every sport. But pro football, man, you, you, you've got to have – I mean, coaching makes such an inordinate difference. And if you don't have it, you're not winning. And so I got to – I'm glad of what the Bears are doing defensively. I don't know if Eberflus is one of those guys who can be called to an office, which is what should have happened with Lovey Smith. They should have been told, you know what, Lovey, we, we, we don't want to fire you. We're going to bring in North Turner, and he's going to run your offense, or we will fire you. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing Rex Grossman as our quarterback anymore. And so if Eberflus can't install an offensive system, that really dramatically improves the play of the quarterback and the entire offense, then he's got to go or he's got to become married to someone who can. But pro football, Tommy, I think that's much more dramatically seen than the other pro sports, the necessity for it. Yeah, I think that. And I ain't convinced we got it. Yeah, and I go back to Kevin Warren. I think he's got his hands full, and I think he's got some really important decisions, and his voice needs to be heard. And at least... Inside that building very loudly. There you go. In Hallis Hall. Yes. They better hear it. Yeah. And that starts with his GM. I agree. It starts with his general manager. If you want to set the bar high, I ain't going to set it high for something phony like, are we going to get Otani? I want to set it high to get these two damn draft picks right. And the coach coming into next year. And the quarterback. But that may mean keeping Justin Fields and working with him and coaching him at a level that he has not been coached at so far. We'll see. A lot to be determined wow. over the last five weeks. All right, you guys. All right, Mike. Thanks, be well. Mike. Thanks, buddy. Tell Sylvie, enjoy the beautiful home he's got. <laughs> I tell him he's tell not going to get a vacation home in Arlington Heights. Yeah. <laughs> call him, call him off. Call off those movers. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Be well. Right, you guys. Be good. Mike Wilbon, always brought to you by my good friends at hawkauto.com. Very interesting. I'm telling you, Peg, I, I think we need to raise the bar. I really do. I think that we need to set expectation levels higher for a lot of things. Yeah. As sports fans here in Chicago, like, it's just not good enough. It seems like we've been beaten down, so to speak, for a lack of a better term, for from different teams in here in town. And we just we're saying, well, that's just what we're used to. We're just never going to have a four thousand yard passer and a thirty touchdown passing quarterback, and we're just going to be a good defense. And all we're going to ever do is run the football. And mediocrity is who we are. No, I yeah. don't. I mean, for everybody. So we can't get. We can't have another couple of years like we've had no like and i don't need kevin warren coming out and speaking to everybody every day for the next two years changes should be so obvious to us that that you know where they're coming from exactly yes and all of a sudden a change there's there's certain areas that i think we would all agree that they need to change some small some medium some large yes 
Yes. And I think that uh, if those changes come, then Kevin Warren saw the same thing that yeah. we see. Well said. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to uh, Jeff Meller's waiver wire, and uh, we'll check in again on Tyler Aki and see if he's cooled down a little bit. Aww, That's next. Peg's in for Sylvie. It's Waddle and he's Sylvie. He's all curled up. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. I would say, guys and gals, that the biggest news of the day is something that we first saw from uh, Bob Nightingale, who reported the Cubs have balked at Otani's price tag of 10 years and at least $500 million. One high-ranking official told USA Today, Jesse Rogers, we talked to him a little bit earlier, and he confirmed that, or it is his strong opinion, that the Cubs and Otani are not destined for the baseball altar. So that won't be happening. Um, it it got us off the conversation or the topic of Bears football, which, you know, I mean, we'll get back into it tomorrow. Good to take a break from Yeah, every now and again. But not uh, a break from football in general. Because it is uh, the, our fantasy football guru, Jeff Meller. Yes. Like, uh, is the season still going? Like, what's how? I mean, are we in are we in are we in playoff? Is mode this the yet? Royal We? Playoffs, Tom. Yeah, are we You're asking? I think this is our last week, isn't is it? it? Is playoffs? You're talking about the playoffs, Tom? Yes, playoffs. Yes. So for most fantasy football leagues. By the way, how are uh, Ian and Ryan doing? That's the name of our team. Uh, Tyler and I share our football team. I believe our, uh, fantasy football Danny team. and Chucky got to look at the wagon yeah. this week. Danny and Charlie, we, we put it on them this week. I was going to say, what are you I bl- looking at me like that for? I'm so confused by the name. We have a. Oh, well, so Ian and Waddle. And, and Tyler are co-managers of a team in the ESPN well, Chicago the Fantasy he Football does all League. The work. Okay. No, so, I insult you every morning, though. You, you do, but I very rarely give you any. Uh, the only thing I've given you, I think, I gave you good advice with yeah. with Singletary, the running back from yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. I think that's been my 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 best, your biggest contribution. Yes. So their team name is Team Ryan and Ian. Yeah. So we're like the new uh, the new young Ryan Poles and executive Ian dynamic it. duo. Got it. Of the fantasy football league, we and right now ass and taking names. Okay. Right now, Team Ryan and Ian are tied for third place. Really behind who? You guys are seven and six. With 1,431 points. So you got a pretty good point total. I believe that's like third or fourth in the league. Behind, of course, the fighting snappers. That would be my team. We're what 10 place and, are you 10 in? 10-3 and three in first place, Waddle. All There's right. a reason why that uh, Tullamore do pres- uh, sponsors. I know. We'll get Jeff to Miller's that first. Jeff Miller's weekly we'll get to waiver that in a wire. Yeah, yeah. Tullamore, 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 Tullamore. Stroke yourself a little bit in a second. Well, that's when I'm in the woods, my friend. I meant put yourself, (laughs) pat yourself on the head. Yeah, so so the fighting snappers have secured themselves a buy. buy. Are we in the playoffs? You guys right now are holding on to a playoff spot. I do believe you're going to probably need to win, or at least, yeah, you're probably going to a win will secure your spot. This is is the last week. Uh, Danny Lynch has the second seed in a buy. and then I know uh, this is thrilling conversation. Sarah Spain for also has herself it. a playoff spot, okay. and Sylvie is on the outside looking in. But with a little bit of help and a win this week, he could find himself with a six seed. Okay, so the the moral of the story is is we're getting close to the playoff. Yes, yes. Next picture. week we'll start our playoffs in most fantasy football leagues, and ours 
Including ours. Playoffs? Yes. Which, which means it's now time for Jeff Meller's waiver wire. Oh. Presented by Waddle. Tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, dude. Tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, dude. Nicely done, my friend. I'm Scottish. I'm not Irish. Okay. Um, all right, so. I'm actually more hillbilly than anything. I was going to say My the folks same are thing. from Kentucky. Yeah. Well, my dad's Scottish. Don't blame, your, don't blame your parents. Where do you think I get it? You are your own man. You are definitely your own man. Hee-haw! Yeah. Miller, to you, buddy. All right, to the weekly waiver wire. Week 14. Most folks, if you need a win here, reminder, the Washington Commanders are on by this week along with the Arizona Cardinals. So adjust for that. If you need some help, if you need a running back, listen, he's probably not going to score a ton of points. But Ezekiel Elliott is the lead dog now in New England. They play Thursday night against the Steelers. Now that Ramondre Stevenson has suffered a high ankle sprain, Zeke Elliott is the top waiver priority for running backs. Also, check your league. Keaton Mitchell might be out there. He's still available in about 46% of leagues. And it looks like he may have taken on the lead role in Baltimore. He's explosive. They had the bye last week. So check out him. See if he's available as well. couple of Bears running backs. I don't know if I'd feel great starting either player, but Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman heading into the bye. Um, if Foreman comes back, we've seen what he's capable of. And as they were heading into the bye, we saw against the Vikings, Roshan Johnson kind of got the most snaps as opposed to Khalil Herbert. So Herbert you might looks like he's still slowed by dealing with the ankle injury, injury right? Yeah. No doubt. So yeah. Um, yeah, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman, both worth a stash. Tajay Spears, keep an eye on Derrick Henry's status. Now, they said he didn't suffer a concussion even though he left the game and was put into concussion protocol. So just keep an eye on his status. And if you want to... I put, thought Tajay Spears was a fabulous college player at Tulane. And he's looked explosive at times when he's had an opportunity. If kind for, of small though, right? Yes. Dollar? And if for whatever reason Derrick Henry cannot go, Tajay Spears is someone who you would immediately want to have in your lineup. Another player who is worth taking a look to see if he's available, Antonio Gibson. Now again, I mentioned the Commanders are on bye this week, so this would be a play for the playoffs. But playoffs. Brian Robinson suffered a hamstring injury in the Commanders game against the Dolphins last week. So if he cannot return after the bye, Antonio Gibson would see the increased role for the Commanders. Couple receivers for folks out there. Noah Brown, he had a couple of big weeks for the Texans before he was injured. He has since returned. And in the, in the meantime, Tank Dell went oh, down with a season ending yeah. injury. And so that is a tough blow for the Texans. But CJ Stroud has shown no signs of slowing down. So Noah Brown could just step right into Tank Dell's spot. Let me and ask you a football question numbers. real quick, Maller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, we always talk about, guy. well, Justin didn't have anybody to work with. How did everybody feel about C.J. Stroud's His receiving core when think, the season began? I think they were very skeptical. Now, Nico Collins has proven to be uh, the the wide receiver from Michigan. Right, you know, a third round he, pick. Yeah, was he, he? Uh, third or second. Okay. He, he was a fairly high pick, and the last, the first two years, he wasn't very productive. But C.J. Stroud has clearly gotten the most out of him. Well, maybe he makes his receivers better. At Tank times. Dell. The interesting thing with him is, look, he's he's small. He's about 160 pounds. He's not very big at all, but he's explosive. In the NFL in 2023, smaller players are able to exist like they once like, like they once couldn't, right? You couldn't go over the middle as a small guy and survive in this league. Now, even though Tank Dell got injured, um, 
in this modern NFL, players are allowed to go over the middle and they can't be decapitated like they once could. And so because of that, I think you're seeing smaller players have a role in this league, unlike yeah. how they were in the past. Um, Jacksonville, Zay Jones. You saw Christian Kirk last night leave the game with a core injury. Doug Peterson said that he's going to undergo surgery. So Zay Ooh. Jones, who's back and healthy, you know, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence's status is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he misses this next game, even though they're hopeful that he returns. Um, Zay Jones would would be the wide receiver who would see some increased targets without Christian Kirk. Jonathan Mingo for the Panthers. He saw, I think, uh, six catches, a career high for 61 yards, if I'm not mistaken off the top of my head there. And with Chris Tabor now taking over a new offensive scheme, you know, it's it's worth a flyer. I, I don't want to use Mingo, but I think Adam Thielen's best days are behind him, so I wouldn't want to continue to use Adam Thielen if you've been relying on him. And then finally, Darren Waller, tight end if you need some help, might return, ha- is eligible to return from injured reserve for the Giants. Not necessarily going to return this week, but if you need some tight end help, he could be somebody who in a couple weeks might be worth using if you stash him on your bench. Nice. So Did there you take go. some of those notes, Ian? Did you get some of those notes? So we that don't we need get- those notes. We don't? Chucky, is he crying still because we put a pounding on him? <laughs> How'd that feel, Chucky? You, you, you heard the... Oh, Chuck Bevin's not happy. Yeah, we put the wagon on you, as Ian likes to say. Or am I Ian? Am I Ian? I think you're Ryan and I'm, I'm Ryan. Ian. You're Ian? Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Black and Abdallah and see what they're going to fight about later. That's next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Wrapping things up, Peggy, thank you so much for uh, being here today. I know that. Uh... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Boy, that really flew. It did. You're okay, always not... afraid that, like, are you being serious? Because Chris just laughed. Like, like it, it was a quick four hours, wasn't no, it? No, it really was yeah. a quick four hours, yes. And he's actually... always apprehensive about sitting over there for four straight hours, yes. especially with me. Because yes. you know things can fine, go it's sideways. I, yeah, I it's just, a lot of fun. You're sideways. intimidating. No, that's no. not it. It's, you it's, are. No, it's not. Shut up. You got the well, alumni stuff shut up. on. You're you like, shut look up. at me. I'm a big... I played football. Shut up. Put a zen in. Do you know who I am? <laughs> put, put a zen, zen in. in and chill out, will you? <laughs> he drove the bus. He was fine. You, yeah. I could tell Peg is a little under the weather. Normally, Normally, the show is under her controls because it's when it's safer and yeah. it's it's more efficient yeah i came in with a- no notes that's like coming in naked i said to peg hey what do you want to talk about what do you got you got, i got nothing, nothing. Man, i'm never wearing clothes are you kidding me notes. nothing i see i i applaud people <laughs> like you that can do that yeah seriously i can't i just i can't have you listened to our see show show? All, <laughs> all up here all the all the jokes are all up here i can't by the way crosstalk brought to you by steinhoffels do we need to get a, uh, a couch, couch for, for Sylvie uh, for Tyler. Well, Tyler was angry. I said call yeah, Sylvie. You guys it's should worth put him on. It's totally worth it to bother yeah. Sylvie. He would not during his vacation. No. no. Well, we did send him a text and kind of a. You, you guys know, play uh, parody songs today? We didn't. We oh, didn't we play didn't. Any. No. We, well, we got, we got bogged today? down with the Otani conversation. Otani is not signing with the Cubs anyway. Come on. I said never was. Right. I said this at the beginning. Like this is there's. The, the owner that cried and cried about biblical losses because he bought too much property on the north side before the pandemic. 
because his suites were empty and his hotel was empty and whatever bars and whatever he bought were empty and they're still empty. Go up to Wrigleyville during the winter. It's a ghost town. No one's there. I live there. It's a ghost town, except for like the 10 people that go to the Winter Wonderland, whatever, that was supposed to pay for Otani. There's no way that this so you're dude talking, was... You're, you're talking to Tyler right now. I know. He knows what I'm talking about. My girlfriend wants to go. We're not going anymore. No, don't go. We're not going anymore. Don't give him the plans. He's not going to spend it. There's no way that that owner was going to spend $500 million on one player. There was no chance. None. There's no excuse for him to not... Of course in, there isn't an excuse. It's not right. I'm not saying it's right. He should be spending. But no. Biblical losses. <laughs> it, it, it it has a greater effect when you say it like that. Biblical losses. Biblical losses. Oh, no. No one's coming to my ballpark. And it's sold out every day. Every day. Well, not really, but close. I mean, like the percentages is, is they pretty high. They do well for themselves. They do, yeah. yeah. Nobody's passing the hat for them. Yeah. No. That's my point is, is like, look, I didn't think that they were going to sign him either. But it wasn't going to be because they balked at his price. For me, it was Otani would be more comfortable elsewhere. This yeah. is a lot like the Justin Fields conversation going into the season. Everybody wished it so much mm-hmm. that he was MVP material that they started believing it. And it's the same thing with Otani. Everyone just wished it until they thought it was actually going to be. It seems like it happens with Cub fans more than any other type of fan in town. It seems like they, they, they get a bit delusional when it comes to their own team sometimes. What was more delusional, that Justin was going to be a legitimate MVP oh, candidate yes. or yeah. or that Otani was going to sign with the Cubs? Yeah, it was, it was the Fields, fields conversation is more delusional, but who believes that? Who believed that? That was stupid. But yeah, Fields could actually, it's something that could have happened if everything worked out. I mean, if, if the Cubs wanted to spend the five hundred million dollars, it was never going to happen. But like, I think that's the the most um, surprising thing is that it's coming out tonight that they didn't even want to get to five hundred million dollars. Yeah, there like, it that, is. Like, like, what did you think it right. was going exactly. to be? That's what the conversation is. It isn't that I'm. <laughs> Yeah. Because I didn't expect them to get him, but right. I also didn't expect the reason for them not to yeah. get him was going to be because they balked like at something. Like $500 million for 10 years? That's really 10 years, $250 because you're going to subsidize the other half of it with if, money right. that he's going to he bring in. If you with the Angels and he's just like, guys, I don't like moving. Right. I want to be home. Boom. Like I don't really care about like winning. <laughs> You'd be like, all right. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's why Tyler's pissed. But no, because you won't spend the money. Tyler had his head down and was just swinging. I don't blame him. I agree. And I'm not a Cubs fan. Tyler, you should be a White Sox fan now. What do you think of you that, should, Tyler? You should come, no. Come on. No come chance. to the dark side. Hey, they're splashing the cash. Yeah. Aaron they're Fetty. throwing money around. Who did, who did, who did they just Aaron sign? Fetty, KBO MVP. Yes. I don't know what the There's F- race. that just meant. What does he play? Yes. Pitcher. Tyler, right. you Xbox. could sit wherever there, you want. Is there, a, uh, nice. is there any the chance bleachers, that the White Sox field. thought that he was one of the Japanese pitchers? And yes. Just, and just were like, yes. yeah, he was over Meller in thinks, the region. Meller thinks actually that uh, <laughs> Jerry that Jerry Reinsdorf was the high-ranking official the high-ranking Bob Nightingale was quoting. Yeah, was basically saying, the Cubs, the Cubs balked Listen, on that. People are crapping on uh, Nightingale for that report, but Jesse was like, all right, all yeah. Right. yeah. Who do we have on today, Peg? We had Michael Wilbon. We had Jesse. Do we have anybody else? No, I don't think it. so. Uh, so that's it. Guys, are you going to fight today? I heard you guys no. really got after each other. Oh, yeah. We, we uh, battled More? for... Uh, Bless 12 you, rounds Pat. last night. Yeah. Those, are, those aren't sneezes. Yeah. Yeah. Are they? Is that a cough? 
All right. Well, you guys are all going to be like sick that. tomorrow. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. It's great. Thanks, Peg. Yeah, yeah thanks for you guys. getting the station right. sick. That's it. Appreciate uh, it. Blacking up a lung next to me. Before somebody catches be COVID, good. I'm just going to say Black and Abdallah are up next. Thanks Tonight, for listening. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be out tomorrow. So yeah. Tyler and Shay will be in tomorrow yeah. night. But yeah. Yeah, that's it. Do you guys got anything really cool and interesting tonight? Will you no. just go to break? No, I want to stay here. Let I want to go. Not until Peggy's done. Go home. Not until Peggy's done. Are you going to throw up? <laughs> Peggy's going to throw up. Oh, she pukes. Black and Abdallah are up next. Thanks for listening. <laughs>